I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ten years later, Bobby Petrino comes into this building, Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, and puts on one last show for Razorback fans. It's not the show that you wanted to see. Not at all. I mean, if I'd have told you 597 yards of total offense, if I'd have told you an 82-yard punt return, Rocket Sanders has like 200, what do you have, 240-something yards, 242 yards of total offense, you'd be like, oh, yeah, blowout. No. You wanted, the show you wanted to see was like Malik Hornsby getting a bunch of reps in the second half, Dominic Johnson finally getting in and knocking some rust off, some backups playing, a 12-minute fourth quarter. That's what you wanted to see. Hell, for a while, I thought this walk and talk wasn't what anybody wanted to see. Not what I wanted to do, anyway. I don't want to be 2019 Trey Biddy, screaming at my phone, furious, upset at the state of the program. I don't want to be that guy again. But they did take care of business, ultimately. And what happened in this game is Arkansas had better athletes, you know. They got out-schemed, out-coached. It happens in college football. Nick Saban has been out-coached before. But that's what happened in this game. The bottom line is Arkansas players took over. I mean, even when you look at the third quarter, you're coming, you know, it's 17-14, and you're like, all right, they're going to come out at half. They're going to take care of business. They've got this. But they get outscored 7-3 to in the third quarter. The best tweet I saw, I think, during the game was, it's like waking up and you go, oh, I'm driving. I'm driving. Like you just realize it. 242 yards by Rocket Sander, great effort. I mean, the way the game started out, it really foreshadowed about, you know, what was about to happen with, you, you know, you, you go three and out your first drive, your second drive, fumble on the second play, turn the ball over to them. And then the third drive, you have a 64-yard touchdown bomb. You're like, okay, down to the one-yard line. And then you fumble the next play at the goal line. Suddenly it's 17-0. Missouri State has played Arkansas. This is the eighth time they've ever met. The most points prior to this game that they'd ever scored was 17 against Arkansas. All time. And they scored 24 in this one. You know, that fourth down play where it's fourth and one, I tweeted actually that you know nobody expected. I mean, I expected. I'd written an article. If you read my pregame article, I talk about all the times that they ran a play like that. So actually on the third down play, I was like, okay, play action over the top. This is vintage Bobby Petrino, and they didn't do it on that one. They did it on fourth down, which was probably even more vintage Bobby Petrino. I don't, I mean, I don't know, we don't want him to come back here anymore. I mean, that was it, Bobby. That was your last hurrah in Razorback Stadium. You're not welcome back now. I mean, this would have been the second time you embarrassed Arkansas. 
Drew Sanders. I mean, I say, holy Lord. I mean, this dude is maybe as talented a defensive player as Arkansas has ever had. And it's not this game, and it's piling up game after game now. 12 tackles, two and a half sacks, pass breakup. I mean, Jordan Dominic also two sacks. Zach Williams, somebody said we had to start calling him Sack Williams. Two sacks, eight sacks for the game, first time since John L. Smith were on the sidelines. A name we do not speak. And I just spoke it. Matt Landers bouncing back. That was a big thing, you know, that, that Sam Pittman was talking about after the game. Seven catches, 123 yards. You know, he was really hard on himself. A lot of people were hard on Matt Landers after dropping that pass earlier in the season. Or I guess last week against South Carolina. Man, the stadium's nice. And I'll tell you what, the show that you didn't expect, it actually turned out to be pretty, pretty spectacular in here. It was loud, electric, probably the greatest game day environment for a, a team of that level, for an FCS member. And obviously that was largely because of the way that they played. They gave Arkansas every bit, everything they wanted. And I mean, the fourth quarter, it was just, it was fantastic in here. I mean, you, you strip away the idea that it's Missouri State and stuff, but you know, you got the fans just trying to will them to victory once more. The big stretch is coming up. Texas A&M next in Arlington. I'll be there. Alabama and Fayetteville. There's 74,000 in here today, and there'll be 76 or so. It'll be maybe the largest crowd ever in the era of scanned tickets, not in the estimated era. You'll never break those records, I guess, because they're all estimated. Mississippi State and Starkville, BYU. BYU's a sound football team. It's a tough stretch coming up before you get a bye week, and you really needed a game like this to kind of like Get some guys some rest, get in and get out. And that's just not how it worked out. KJ Jefferson had 387 passing yards, three total touchdowns. He had an interception that was, you know, it bounced off Trey Knox's hands. He dropped it and it went into the Missouri State linebacker's hands. Taj Chandler, I think. Had the fumble, obviously, but overall, not that bad a day for KJ Jefferson. Just the defense is probably half and half the most disappointing thing in this one, particularly the secondary, just did not play very well. Just didn't play very well. And there have been some signs of that, you know, against South Carolina last week, where I'd really chalk that a lot of that up to just giving up, you know, giving up desperation type moment plays. But and this one, they were, and give Petrino credit. The dude knows how to call off. I mean, we know, we know that the dude is a good coach, especially when it comes to offense. Now, there may be other questions about him, but as far as drawing up plays, knowing what the odds are, knowing what to do, knowing what the other team's not thinking you're going to do, there's not many people that are better than Bobby Petrino. That's why he had so much success at Arkansas. The bottom line was in the fourth quarter, Arkansas outscored them 21 to three. Dominate them in every category. So let's just go over the fourth quarter. You've got a 73 yard shovel pass on the second play for a touchdown. The next, after you get a stop, then you get what uh, the Bryce Stevens, I mean that dude boomed that punt like 57 yards and then you get Bryce Stevens 
with an 82-yard punt return, and then get another stop, and then you do it a different kind of way. The clock's down low, you know, you're, you're up. You're up, what, three points at that point, and then, or four points, something like that, I can't remember, but you need another score just to ice it, and you put together a five-minute, 11, five-minute, 11 11-second drive that, you know, it's kind of vintage Arkansas football. That's how you want to put a game away. And then it ends with KJ with a one-yard touchdown run to pretty much just ice the game right there. Eight sacks. It's the most sacks, again, since 2012. We talked about that. Um, but Arkansas, you know, I think this can serve as a little bit of a, a wake-up for them in a lot of ways. Just knowing that you just can't show up and expect to win. Um, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say? Arkansas is a lot better team than, than they showed in this one, but I mean, Missouri State, you know this, you know Petrino put everything he could into it. What's up, man? <laughs> Am I in that picture? <laughs> a bit. You can get in mine. Yeah. All right, appreciate you, brother. Anyway. It was a great environment. It wasn't supposed to be, but it ended up being pretty, pretty awesome there at the end of the game. And um, yeah, this walk and talk could have been a lot different, but the bottom line is Arkansas pulled out a win in a game that uh, looked kind of sketchy. I mean, with 12:04 left, how y'all doing? Hey, how are you? Good. <laughs> Finishing things up. With 12:04 left, Arkansas is down 10 points. 12:04 in the game. They're down 10 points. And I mean, at that point, we're all looking at each other in the press box like, so what do you guys think is the worst loss in Arkansas history? Is it 92, the Citadel? I mean, there were a Division I AA team, which is FCS level now. So they're on that level. But that team that they beat, Arkansas was went 3-7-1 and one that year. They were not a very good team, not a very good program. This is a top 10 team that was in, in danger of losing to Missouri State. But they didn't. They pulled it together and got it done. And, you know, it's kind of been a weird year in college football in just a short amount of time. Nice evening for football. I haven't watched the Texas A&M game. This is where people start in the live comments, start putting the score results, but I, I've avoided it successfully. And I'm going to go watch that game when I get home and get a good idea of Texas A&M. This is not the walk and talk I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew that Missouri State would probably give them a fight. They'd have their moments and stuff. But I never would imagine 17-0 in this game. So, you know, there were a few things that were disappointing. Obviously, the tackling was not very good for a long stretch. Secondary was pretty disappointing, I thought, overall. Offensively, you know, the one thing that – there, I think we were all going like, is KJ hurt or something? Because he's not taking off and running. But I mean, there were times where he just had all day to throw. And as Sam Pittman was saying afterwards, you know, he just trusted his, his blocking and, and felt like he had time to find somebody open. And, and they hit on some big plays. It just felt like it was kind of feast or famine and a lot of that. But the only thing that was really, to me, aside from the fumbles and the turnover, the only thing that was really disappointing on play calling side of it was that fourth and eight, fourth and nine play. I think that was like third quarter or something. And you know, they're in the no man's land where you don't punt, you just go for it. And they run a, 
a running play right up the gut. Like that hadn't been working, you know. So that was the only thing that was kind of disappointing in that regard. But you came out with a win. You got a scare. You survived it. And that's what it comes down to. A lot of emotions. College football is a great sport, isn't it? The emotions. You feel like you could just live and die on every single play. The roller coaster. I always talk about when I was a kid, my mom comes in and she's like, Trey, calm down. Why are you so worked up? And I'm like, I want to be worked up. I want to live and die on every play. That's what makes college football so much fun. Even though this one was a little scary at times too. All right, I don't know if this walk and talk was any good, but I hope I encompassed, I guess, the way we all feel right now. A little scary, but got out okay. I think they got out pretty good injury-wise. Maybe we'll see Dominic Johnson next week. Maybe we'll see Miles Slusher. I think we will on both of those guys. All right, it's a long walk up this, this hill. They got me at the very top. Thanks for watching, everybody. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. Arkansas 38, Missouri State, what was it, 27? Yeah, 38, 27. All right, everybody, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. Next time we'll catch you on the walk and talk from Arlington, and we'll be back with you guys for Hogsports Live on Monday. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.